Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show. Macatrillo back here with you in the producer chair. Thanks to Chad Hirschberger for filling in yesterday. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. All lots of pre-owned inventory and a great service department and excellent sales staff. Whatever you need, the big stuff, little stuff, inspections, they got you covered. And it's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf. And you can check them out online at sunburymotors.com. Got Neil Coolong today coming up for his weekly spot on the Steelers. And this just in with some COVID issues in KC now. It seems to be, according to Adam Schefter, this week's hotspot. And, of course, the Steelers have a big game at KC this week. Tyreek Hill, Rashad Fenton, Blake Bell all being placed on the reserve COVID list. Other players coming, or other other players are coming, and now this just in, too. Travis Kelsey's on the list, and the kicker, Harrison Bucker, all in question for Sunday's game. So Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Harrison Bucker are the big names that are now in question for Sunday against Pittsburgh. Man, oh man. We, this was just, I mean, you can't control what the virus does, but this is really, really bad timing for the NFL. For all this to feel like twenty the 2020 season again in the last stretch of the season. With so much on the line for all these teams. It's it's just a shame, but that's just the way it is, and we have to deal with it. We got Tuesday night football tonight. Eagles in Washington, as of now, it looks like Garrett Gilbert will still start for Washington, even though they got some players back, which I cry foul on, and maybe we'll get to that today. And then in the NHL, they announced last night they're, st- they're extending the Christmas break a little bit early. They already are postponing games crossing borders. And now, as expected, they've just announced that they are withdrawing from participation in the Olympics, which is the right move if the NHL is going to survive having a season. A lot of issues across sports, and it's it's tough to see again, but again, it's just something that enjoy watching the games, enjoy watching your teams each and every week at a normal setting because you really just don't know what's going to happen. Hate to be in the spot, but unfortunately, that's just kind of the world we live in at this point. And the NBA is also mentioning that 
uh, is getting contingency plans in place to um, be ready for any shifts on Christmas Day if needed. Stinks. But that's just the way things are for right now. And also, one other bit of Steelers news that I'm sure we'll get to with Neil Kulong today. Pat Fryermuth still in concussion protocol. Mike Tomlin said today during his press conference. Ah, you know, sure you get a lot of complaints about uh, the Eagles playing woof today. <laughs> um, yeah, they should not. Th- this should not have happened, but it is what it is. And why? Why shouldn't it have happened? Because why the, shouldn't it have happened? It's a business. The NFL still made the wrong decision. No, they didn't. They didn't make the wrong decision at all. They made the they made the right business decision. No getting around it. Okay, they get paid money, significant money, by Fox to carry games. Then don't say we're going to make teams right. forfeit last year, and then when you, you have handed, all these issues come out, and you got don't handed do it. the you got handed the Jets and the Lions on a silver platter. Okay, <laughs> it's about time you went out and actually earned something. Okay, I'm fine with earning something. I just want the league to be consistent with you its rules. A, you want you want to forfeit. That's what you want. You want to forfeit. I want the league right. to be consistent with its rules. That's all I'm saying. If it hap- I don't want it to be that way, but if it comes down to it, yeah, I want the league to enforce its rules. And I would say the same thing if the Eagles were in that spot. No, play the game. It's gonna get it's gonna get really good ratings tonight. To be honest with you. I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that want to watch Seattle and, and the Rams. No, I think it's going to depend on, too, where everything yeah, but is. This, but... this, this is regional. They're, they're all at the same time. It's a regional right. game. Uh, in the, I mean, on the East Coast, it should do well. But in general, I'm, I don't know. We'll have to see how it comes out tomorrow. We're only going to get... Right, we're only going to get the Eagles in Washington, but... Right. But, you know... I mean, sometimes you got to make decisions, look, look around, say, you know what? It's not the right decision we need to change up here. I mean, because, look, there hasn't even been a remote issue until this weekend. None. Zero. I, and I think it's, you know, now, there's nobody hospitalized in the NFL from this. Nobody. There's nobody hospitalized in the NBA. The vast majority of these are asymptomatic or no symptoms, but they tested because of contact tracing, they tested. In the NFL, you notice is going to test less now. In other words, we made you get the vaccine. Uh, you know what? We're going to stick by our part of it here. We're going to, you know, because you have the vaccine, you don't have to get, you know, you don't have to be tested. So, I mean, that's that's what they've decided to do. Uh, but in terms of playing the game, first of all, you should win the game. You got more players anyway, okay? And you're at home now. They have their own heated benches. Yes, I I saw that. Because, you know, Philadelphia doesn't, you know, supply equipment. Uh, You know, it's just a typical, you know, Eagles thing, you know, Santa Claus, benches, doesn't matter. Eh, Get your own benches. You're the road team. They blew blew the benches. They blew Santa Claus. It's a great fan base. Really a lot of fun. Uh, But uh, it's a business. In other words, when Penn State... Okay, on Saturday, when Ohio State didn't play Kentucky, guess what? Every school in the Big Ten lost a little bit of coin. 
because that was a CBS game, and CBS has right. CBS has a contract with uh, the Big Ten. All right, so that's the way it is. So everybody did lose money, you know, a little bit, but everybody in the Big Ten lost a little bit of coin. That's you know that's called business, and they you know they weren't able to make it. One of the problems is that for Ohio State, Ohio State had enough players to play the game, but here's the issue they ran into: if somebody did, um get sick out in Las Vegas, that player would have had to have stayed in Las Vegas for 10 days with a staff member. And they didn't want to risk it. That's why they did it. But they all lost money. I mean, there are a lot of, you know, that's, that's why I talk so much about business. Oh, they shouldn't play this game. They shouldn't play. Yeah, no, guess what? Okay? I, you know, how do you think the players get paid? They get paid because of the TV contract. Time to play. I mean, what else do they have to do? I, I just, I, sorry, I this, I, I know the Eagle fans are griping left and right. Oh, we gonna play? Excuse me, you got to hand the Detroit and the Jets. Now you're gonna have to go out and earn it against somebody. Go, go earn it. Got to play them twice in three weeks, right? Correct. Yeah. Go earn it. Yeah, play the game. You know, I mean, you'd have to refund all the tickets because they're not playing before. You know, this is different than last year. Not playing before no fans. You'd have to refund all the tickets, and you'd have to be there'd have to be a get back to Fox. They don't want to do that. It's not how it works. Yeah, you know, it's your job to make it work. Well, they're going to make it work. It's like the NHL is not going to go to the Beijing Olympics now. They're going to make the announcement officially tomorrow. Guess what? They're going to take that time and the games that they're missing between now and Chris and uh, the twenty sixth. They're going to make up those games during that time period. They don't want to risk their players going overseas, and they're going to they're going to take that time. In February, when they would have been at the Olympics and the games are missing, now they'll make up. Business decision. Health and safety, business decision. And just because your team isn't any good doesn't mean, you know, I mean, you can't just keep griping about it all the time. It's not good. Now, I think they've got enough to win this game. Agreed. I think in the In the NFC... I think nine wins gets you in. I think in the AFC, ten wins gets you in. Well, I know what the NFL said at the beginning of the year, but the NFL didn't anticipate this. So you've seen a lot of people make adjustments in the last week to their business. Didn't hear you griping about that. What the NHL is doing makes perfect sense. I'm talking about other businesses, like outside of sports. I mean, I'm not doing a game tomorrow. Right. That I'm supposed to be doing. And I can tell you right now, the vast majority of the individuals with Penn State basketball, 
Okay? They that are in the protocol are not sick. Well, it's good to hear. That's it. That, that, that's what the Bruins said today. The Bruins shut down, right? Because they're doing all, you know, all, and they asked the coach today, Cassidy, about it. He looked at you know, the he said almost all of them are feel fine. I mean, Baker Mayfield felt fine. As I've said once, I've said a thousand times. I understand the testing part of it. I got it, but like, don't you know when you're sick? I mean, even like slightly. Exactly, but well, on the contrary, even if you do and you don't and you feel okay or you feel like you can play through it, then you don't have to tell your symptoms anymore, and that can be problematic because then you can still spread it, and then we still have the issues that we have right now. That's my problem that, with the less testing. Geez, I think somebody running around that's got sniffles and blowing their nose, and I, 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 the team becomes a little suspicious at that point, don't you think? One would think. Yeah. So, but just look, just don't cry, enjoy the game, okay? It's a, you know, it's I like, can't even yeah. watch the game tonight. I I have my own game tonight. Oh, now we Which know. Which is also the part of the problem. I can't now watch tonight. Now we know what the problem is. <laughs> now I get it. Right? You know, here's you know, here's a chance to go to seven and seven and beat Woofed. I know. I will be following the game cast and then hopefully listening to Merrill to catch the rest of it on the ride home. So from you got Shemokin what, Seals Grove tonight? I have Seals Grove Shemokin Boy Soups tonight on the SBC Sports Live YouTube I had, channel. I had a great talk with uh the Haddon gentleman on Sunday. By the way, you want to know what point I picked to leave? When the uh, the wieners on a I, stick came out? No, I determined that once the suit got to eight desserts, I would be out of there. As soon as the, you know, he was going around to tables just taking other people's desserts, when he got to eight, I said, I, I got to get out of here. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I mean, I mean, Mercy, her standard was that she left after one. She just knew what was coming. I mean, there's just certain people you look at, and they're just, I mean, a walking avalanche. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul I, I mean, and the size of the spoon was unbelievable. It's like two bites, and you moved on to the next one. Like, holy mackerel. We know that, uh, for example, um, just very quickly, Ellis Brooks and Brandon Smith and Winston Eubanks. Eubanks, it's because of concussions, will not be at the bowl game. Uh, In 2022, and this is a significant move for Penn State, and one, to be honest with you, I completely expected, Jair Brown will return for the 2022 season at safety. Oh, I'm sorry. It was good news, so you didn't react to it. If it's bad news, that's that's the only time you. <laughs> no, react. that's that's big. But I expected that. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I, I mean, I had brought like eight blocks of cheese to the party, thinking you might show up <laughs> to go with your holiday wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Almost Wharf on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Cousins on third down out of the shotgun takes the snap. Four man rush. Kirk pats it. Big JJ end zone caught. Touchdown! Justin Jefferson back left of the end zone. It's a 12 yard touchdown. It's number eight this season for JJ. And for Kirk, he has thrown 28. And the Minnesota Vikings have taken a 6 0 lead. I'll tell you, the Bears played hard last night. The Bears, especially on defense, I thought the Bears played hard. In fact, uh, Cousins, I think, only threw for 84 yards last night. But the Chicago offense is just dreadful. It's just dreadful. And what can you do about it? I mean, there really isn't anything you can do about it. I mean, they're going to have to, you know, the draft. And, and you know, look, they've, they have spent a lot of draft capital. I don't think the Bears have a first-round pick until 2023 because of the Khalil Mack and Justin Fields trades. So there you go. Um, but defensively, I mean, defensively, to the uh, credit of the Bears, they played awfully hard last night. The The Bears had six trips offensively into the red zone last night. Scored one touchdown, and that was on the last play of the game. Ay, ay, ay. Matt's all tied up in knots. His Eagles have to play on a day where he has to work. We have now gotten to the root of the problem. <laughs> This might be better for you. Because if Woof goes out and takes the lead, it'd have been a basket case. It'll be the same either way, so it really doesn't matter. It'll just be delayed. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. I mean, the suit gets up on the table and starts dancing with the lampshade. <laughs> for some reason, some people feel like it's an, quote, an annual rite of passage. Oh, is that right? And no, I'm, well, some people meaning the people around him. Right, and it's just—I mean, as Roger said, everybody makes fun of him. <laughs> that was a quote from the upper echelon, by the way. Not surprising. Yeah. Well, a lot of questions about where you were. I said, you know, I said, I said he thinks the Eagles are playing today. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, when he started going with Dessert 7, I'm like, I started going to get my coat, and I came back, and he had number 8. I said, that's it. I'm out of here. I wasn't said, one of your desserts, dessert? was it? Well, I looked over. I said, do you want any dessert? I said, they're all gone. <laughs> that's a violation. <laughs> yeah. uh, two quick things before we get to uh, Nate. One, um... Today would have been Joe Paterno's 95th birthday, and everyone knows how much, how much I love that man. Um, 
but today would have been Joe's 95th birthday. And then there's this one. Kamara Barty, who was the State College Spikes manager in the 2011 season and about as nice a person on the face of the earth as you would ever want to meet. Okay? Um, suddenly died today at the age of 49. He was, he went to his, he's the first, he was, last season it was going to come back as the first base coach for the Detroit Tigers. And he uh, was the first base coach for years with the Pirates, first base coach one year with the Phillies. But he was the roving instructor uh, on the running game in the Pirates organization. Then they asked him to be the Spikes manager in 2011. So he took the job. As nice a person on the face of the earth, we just all of us thought the world. I was, I mean, I felt like somebody hit me with a baseball bat when I saw that today. KB was only forty-nine years old. His son, by the way, played against the Spikes this summer in one of the draft league games. So we were talking about. It just, I'm speechless. Just an absolutely terrific guy in every sense of the word. Oh, we'll miss him. All right. Uh, so let's change gears. Jair Brown, by the way, coming back for Penn State for the 2022 season. Matt said he expected it because um, he's got a lot of inside contacts. Um, well, uh, and the. Uh, uh, and let's uh, talk to Mr. Bauer about a variety of topics. Sir, welcome. It's always a pleasure. Hey, what's going on? If I knew, I'd tell you. Seriously. No. Fair enough. Yeah. Hey, I, I just want to I want to give you a, a pre-interview heads up that we've got a special third guest intel for today's segment. And who might that be? It is up there he is. He's chiming in. I hear young, him. Young Oliver, 10 months old, and a COVID positive at his school. Not him. He's, so, he is free from disease, but... Uh, but contact tracing. You know, I guess. I don't know how it all works. All I know is that uh, having not gotten all of the Christmas gifts that I need to get and having planned on doing that this week him being home not a great turn of events you know what he's the best gift you got this year there you go that's that's the spin I count on right there love it (laughs) okay the best gift you got this year fair enough um so, uh, you know, I'm, this has been a time where people have expected the roster to be different going yeah. into the bowl game. And we know for one position, linebacker is going to be very different. Any surprises yeah. to you so far? No, no, not at all. I mean, I, you know, there were pretty um, clear undertones, rumblings, it, it really immediately after the Michigan State game that Ellis Brooks, needed surgery i think on his hand he he obviously had his hand wrapped for the last game last couple of games um so that 
that makes sense. And then Brandon Smith is a guy who, you know, I mean, even before the season, that was, uh, you know, I, I feel like I bring this up uh, a decent amount, but I had an interview with Dwight Galt in August mm-hmm. where Galt was really talking about how much of a athletic freak Brandon is. And that you know, it, it, some <laughs> yeah. of those guys, you, you, you get you get them to the combine, and it's just a it's just a uh, open season, right? I mean, they just they're able to make their mark by being that athletically gifted, um, and you know that's that's the way that it's transpired. Is that obviously he's made that decision, and uh, best of luck to him. Well, it's interesting because Jack Ham. Was talking and I, of course, you know, I was just standing there as a bystander. Jack was talking with Brandon. He said, "He said, what's your body fat?" Yeah, and he said three point nine percent or something like that. Yeah. To which then yeah. I I held up my hand and looked at my hand. And it's like that's kind of like the equivalent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's who he is. He's he is chiseled beyond words. He, you know, in terms of the model as a pro linebacker, in terms of look, he's got the look. Yep. Yep. No, no doubt. I mean, and and look, when you're running a what a four three a four four one, whatever you know, whatever it is. I mean, it, it's just. He's going to test off the charts. His vertical leap is 39 inches. I mean, he just, he's got all these ridiculous numbers uh, in the weight room. And, and you know, it, it's it's a combination, right? I mean, it's not – some guys have strength. Some guys have speed. But <laughs> Galt made a pretty direct comparison in terms of those numbers, those athleticism numbers, to Michael Parsons with, with Smith. And it's just like, okay, well, if that's the case, you, you – uh, the, the clock has changed, right? Like, our understanding sure. of how a, a career in professional football should go has really evolved, I would say, over the last 10 to 15 years to where you, you start to understand. I mean, it becomes very, very clear now that if, if the earnings clock can start, when, you, when you've reached that point where you don't know, um, where there's no demonstrable difference between – you know your ceiling in terms of being drafted. Start the clock. Get get going. Get out there. Get get playing and and go from there. Well, that, Jack and I talk about that all the time, Nate. That you know you're sitting there and and you know you come out at the age of 21. It's not oh you can start earning money right away. These players are now through agents savvy enough to know that now at the age of 25 and not 26. They're up for their second contract, which is the one that sets them up for life. That's the clock that we're talking about. Yep, yep. No, hundred percent. And it's and it's it's both, right? Like it, it, if if nil changes the landscape a little bit to where these guys can earn a little bit of money to be comfortable, and it and it makes sense. You know, a situation even like John Dobson had this year, right? Where it's the the blowback in terms of money lost is not more than what you would make by having gone in early at lesser of a value. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm talking myself into circles here, but you get the point. Is is there are some situations where it become it, where it makes sense, right? You can you can earn a little bit of coin here uh, in college. 
But if if you can get going and you can start the clock and get to that second contract where you, you know, look, like you're either way. There's only so many miles that you can put on these bodies at this point. And once it makes sense, once you get that feedback, once people are are, are giving you some uh, some fair and you know kind of unfiltered opinions about what your potential is, you, you follow it. You go you go where that uh, that leads you. So let's get to the clock here for a moment, because part of this clock is the now five years of the quote early signing period, which yep. has now changed. You know, decisions being made by coaches and the movement. When you've got a team like Notre Dame, for example, uh, not knowing their college football playoff fate, even though one could guess, and yep. losing its head coach, you sit back and go, you got to be kidding me. Really? Uh, yep. Do they need to change the clock as to when that signing period takes place? And if so, what would your choice be? Yeah, great question. I, I mean, I thought that Manny Diaz answered the other day. Uh, somebody asked him, I think Corey Geiger asked him, you know, whether or not there's a better way to do this. And it was striking to me in the sense that you don't hear a lot of people talk about it in this term, but college football is attached to the semester system. It, it's, it's, it, this is higher education. Yeah. And so the way that the calendar works for college football is different, right? It's you, you have a bowl game that lands typically squarely in between the end of the fall semester and the beginning of the spring semester. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's complicated. I'm not I'm not exactly sure where you put all of these things so that you have right, like the way that he laid it out. The NFL has this system that makes sense where it's it's all in a line it all right like uh, the super bowl ends and then you start to have this uh, evaluation period for uh you know the draft and the combine and, mm-hmm. and all of those things all work in a in a simple fairly straightforward order that just doesn't exist that doesn't that doesn't exist for college football and so now you're you're having i mean i, I don't know what do you think the 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 early signing period should become august 15th if college basketball can do it november 9th yep why can't college football do it on the 15th and then so you're saying you're saying before the senior before before the senior season you know these guys already know where they want to go what evaluations change during the course of it? you have a late signing period you can use that the first wednesday of february there's been an evaluation that changed yeah yeah. I, I want I, I want them to structure a calendar in such a way where I'd go August 15th before the season because it's work for college basketball. It can work for college football. I also want it structured in such a way where coaches get time off. Yep. No, I, I, I agree. I, I think that it's complicated. Coach, that coaches, are, co- coaches are family men, too. Let, let, yep. them, let them have a life. Yep. I Hey, I completely agree. I mean, I, I I thought that some of the answers that you heard on Friday from from Penn State's bowl media were very telling. I mean, James Franklin was asked about you, you know kind of evaluating the offense, and it was his reaction. It wasn't it wasn't an offense to the person who asked the question, but he was like, when when would I have had time to do that to do a deep dive? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, exactly. just, it's, it's not possible. And so these guys, right. as soon as it, – it's so funny to me because 
and again, I mean, I think I brought this up to you the last time we talked. We the season ends with that last game, and you think to yourself, "Oh, right, deep breath." And that nope. right, and that's my nope, point about that's my point about August fifteenth. I think now, starting August sixteenth, you can really lock in. Your recruiting staff can lock in on other things. You, as the yep. coach, can really lock in on your team and yep. lock in on your team for the foreseeable future instead of constantly trying to, you know, that's why I would move it up, but it's got to be structured in such a way where there, where there is a strict dead period that allows coaches to get away for a bit. They, yeah. You know, they need time off too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, now, so you keep that, you keep that, you keep that dead period in July then? Uh, keep the dead period in July. Yeah, I would. As a matter of fact, you know, I, I think they need. Look, everybody in June pretty much knows where they're going, don't you right. think? I uh, sure. Yeah, sure. That's that's. I mean, you look at that's you look what, at Penn State's run of commitments, of verbal commitments this year. And, I mean, you're talking about eighty percent of the class committed in really uh, a two week span. In exact, July. exactly, exactly. Great point. Now I want to go to another one. A year ago on this show, right about now, I started talking about a 12-team playoff. And then about four months, five months later, all of a sudden we started hearing about a 12-team playoff. You know what? James Franklin made, I thought, a great point the other day, and I want to get your take on it. He says, you know what? The heck with it. Just go big. And and so, you know what? Go to 16, and here's the reason why I want to go to 16. Okay, There's a couple reasons. One, okay, fewer opt-outs. And two, guess what? You got to stay in the classroom because you need to be academically eligible. Sure, sure. I, my larger take on all of this, in terms of a playoff and size of a playoff and college football's health as a sport, is that so much of it has been rendered irrelevant. So many of these programs are in a space where. It's just—it's not even really possible to get to the playoffs right. at this point. Yeah. When you when you when you've got two programs, three programs who look let's 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 evaluate it on the whole, right? There are four spots per year, and so when you've got two programs or three programs who are filling over six years, more than half of those spots. Right. Right. Like it—it's just. What 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 are what is a Wisconsin to do? Like, what is the future for Wisconsin? What is the future for? I mean, all over the Washington, you you name it. Like, there there are programs who are investing in the program. They are they are they want to play the game. They want to be part of the action, and it's it is how how do you recruit and get players to want to come be part of your program if that is not the ceiling if you can't if you can't even enter into that marketplace of being part of the conversation of oh hey this is this is a program that every year every other year every three years is going to position itself to to be a part of that the nfl does not have anything close to that type of a problem right right with 30 with 32 teams half of them are going to the playoffs every year right so, so it, every team gets into the playoffs every couple of years, every three or four years, mm-hmm. at least. 
Right. Like you just don't have those long droughts. And so, right. I mean, I, to, to me, that's where it, it becomes even more of a problem with college football than the NFL because the NFL at least has a draft. Yep. At least in the NFL, you, you, those teams that are at the bottom or those teams that are consistently losing have an opportunity to restock their, their franchise with, with talent. That's not the case. That is not the case in college football. Well, FCS, for some reason, has the ability to have a 2014 playoff. Yep. And for some reason, Montana State and North Dakota State appear to be enthused about playing a 17th game. Yep. Really? I mean, I thought we were yep. supposed to be. I thought a seventeenth game was supposed to be just an unqualified disaster. Right. Uh, but no, they, they seem to be genuinely like like you don't have players at Montana State and Bozeman and over in Fargo saying, "Oh no, it's seventeen. It's too many. I think I'll opt out." <laughs> it's yeah. not happening. It's like, yep. You can yep. come up with a thousand excuses that make no sense. No, it's it's the the academic excuse has always been baloney. It just is. Sure, these, it is. these these. These players. That's why that's that's why I brought up, okay, being academically eligible because there'd be a lot of pressure on you to be academically eligible if your team is in the playoff. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I, so you, I, yeah, I could play the academic <laughs> game too. <laughs> right. Right. No, it's it's it is. There are uh, college football is a world of dogma. Right. I mean, it is just these tried and true things that people hold deeply, deeply as beliefs without being willing to change, without being willing to to identify what the path forward or what the future might look like and how it can be better and how it can be improved. And so until until people start to embrace the reality that things can be done differently and in a better way, you're going to keep having these types of problems. But the thing that I fear for college football is this needs to happen sooner rather than later. Yes, (laughs) you are so right. The the train has left the station and you, you need to, you need to wrangle this and, and start to have some organization, start to have some structure about what the game is going to look like moving forward. Absolutely right. Sooner rather than later. And, look, you can do all the delaying tactics you want. But you know what? After a while, you're like, you know what? Guys, okay, you're not helping the game. Okay? Stop being part of the problem and be the solution. All right. Happy holidays to you and that beautiful family of yours. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You as well. Enjoy your time in Tampa, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Sounds great, my friend. Thank you. All right. Bye. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of 
from your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair.